Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Push the Roll, a low-prep dialogue-only actual play series that incorporates ideas from our Patreon posse into the game as the story develops. Join up at patreon.com slash to contribute and enjoy the madness. Mel McCoy, you're in a small little room with a robed figure outside. They've ushered you in there so that you have privacy to get changed. There's another painting on the wall in here, and it looks to be of three women gazing over into a dark expanse. Oh, spooky. Can he, since he's been here before, take like a, a listen? Kind of like get up against the wall? He wants to hear if the pests are active. <laughs> Great, yeah. Do a listen roll. I will not roll single digits, I promise. Come on, Cub. Think positively. Ooh, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> I do not promise. I rolled an eight. Nice. An eight. Awesome. <laughs> Which is an extreme success for me. 
my gods are smiling on you as well. (laughs) (laughs) You press your ear to the wall. And as you do, you're just aware of how old this building is. The construction of it is, as far as you know, the local lore is from the 1800s. And as you press your ear to the wall, yes, there's something alive in there, (laughs) creeping and writhing around. Mm. Do I have a sense of size on the extreme success? Small, but a small swarm. Oh, okay. In the way that much of today is about film, an image of a film flashes in your mind that you saw once in, in science class as a small boy, a film strip. You remember the sound of the film projector, and it was of a fox that had died in the forest, and it was a time-lapse film of it decomposing. And you remember seeing the blur of flies swarming around it and maggots boiling out of its eye sockets. Mm. And once again, you're aware of the sense of this building itself as a sickened thing, roiling with the life that only comes after decay. That film is why he decided to go into pest control, because (laughs) he, he wanted to kill those things that he saw in the video. So I think that he's going to... Try to put the robe on over the costume and over the tank. Okay. And hope that they don't notice that he he didn't leave the tank behind because he knows he's going to need this spray, this pesticide. (laughs) To do his duty. In this house. But I think he will take off the facial prosthetics to make it look like he's changed out of his his costume. He'll lean the mop up against the wall. (laughs) Great. He'll take the tutu off as well. So there's a tutu left behind. <laughs> you got a, a mop, a tutu, and a, and a toxic Avenger face prosthesis are now yes. <laughs> limply dangling there. What about Darlene? What are you doing? If I've been given an extra large robe, then the Godzilla head has come off, as have the hands. The rest of the costume is still intact, and the robe kind of goes over that. <laughs> so you're bulky as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Bulky as hell with a little bit of a tail sticking out the back. Nice. It uh, just kind of saunters out. Oh, yeah. In your room, by the way, there was just a, a another like dark painting of a woman holding a huge torch with, uh, again, like three women surrounding her. Do I have any reference point for that kind of imagery? Yeah. Um, why don't you roll education? <laughs> oh, dear. Not the smartest. You know what? I'm going to spend some luck to make that a regular success. Nice. It's Macbeth. It's uh, the Scottish play. Perhaps if you've spoken, like, as far as things you've heard, that word cursed comes up again. The idea of, of, of that play as a cursed object, that it's a work of art that's charged with malefic energy. And that is just now kind of swimming into your awareness. Yeah. I think she kind of gives a shiver. <sighs> okay, well, <laughs> it's just spooky town in here. Um, and then we'll kind of like try to put it out of her mind as she goes back to find anybody. Mm-hmm. Great. And now, Gary Kaplan. Hmm. You've been brought to a room. You've kind of gotten lost. This building seems somehow larger on the inside than it seemed on the outside. And you've been brought into a little room, and these two figures kind of sit you down. There's a case against the wall. They open it up with a creak and begin kind of thumbing through it. 
pull something out. The room is very dark. It's only lit by candles in the hand of one of them. You've been sort of placed in this chair, and as one like draws a screen down in front of you, and you can hear the other puttering behind you with something mechanical. Well, sir, um, <laughs> that was quite the feat of clumsiness. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sorry. I'm pretty sorry. Yes, of course you're sorry. But uh, tonight's affair is too important to be uh, disrupted by, by blunders such as the one that you have uh, committed. But uh, fear not, we are not ungenerous. <laughs> There's a, to be a, a VIP screening tonight, but you, you shall have a, a still more private screening. And a mechanical whirring uh, comes on behind you. And there is electricity in this building after all, because a, ah. a, a film projector like sputters to light behind you. And suddenly, oh, your pupils shrink as a bright light hits the screen in front of you, and you're being shown a movie. Ooh. The two of them walk to the door, and it's like, good evening to you, sir. Shut the door, and you hear, <laughs> lock, <laughs> lock. And so all you hear is the, the, the whir of the projector, and suddenly like five, four, three, doop. And <laughs> sputtering. And then you just see a title card. The film is silent. It just says, she walks backwards. And then like hmm. actors' names you don't recognize. And even though the title was in English, it looks as though all these actors are maybe for Eastern European. And then you just see a, a room. Then like jump cut, a woman is seated at a table. Jump cut, tea is pouring up out of a cup into a kettle like the film seems to be running backwards you see someone like jump up off of the floor and kind of land in a chair like it's a bunch of little little backwards tableaus a ball bouncing on the ground bounce 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 up into the hand of a little girl who sort of smiles into the camera and then off in the distance of this you see two people seated side by side and you can tell their mouths are moving and there's something in the background that you can barely make out. And it's something moving towards the screen. And it appears to be a human figure walking backwards with a strangely kind of staccato gait. She is walking backwards towards the screen as the two people just stare into each other, mouthing words. And you can see the ribs on this woman walking backwards, the bulges of the, of the vertebra through her emaciated back as she comes closer to the screen and the lank, dark hair that dangles over the back as she just kind of moves backwards, backwards, ever closer towards you. It jump cuts back to the ball in the hand of the girl as she has the same smile, but tears are running out of her eyes. And then it cuts back closer now. She's moving backwards. And as her elbow touches the screen, the screen bulges. And this woman begins to move out of the screen and is moving backwards towards you. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, Gary is panicking at this stage. <laughs> I guess depending on whether or not I pass the sand roll that I'm sure is coming at this stage. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's go. 
I have something I want to do, but we'll, we'll see whether I get to do it. <laughs> Great. Yes. Roll that sand as suddenly something that cannot possibly happen is happening. This woman is, is kind of moving out of the screen backwards. I did not pass the sand roll. That's good. I like that. I like when that happens. <laughs> oh, dear. I yes. rolled a d6 and you just lost six sand. Whoa. Oh, I love that. Let's make that intelligence roll. Yeah, unfortunately, Gary's actually quite smart. Hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah. And that is a success. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, God. It's all happening. Yeah. It's all happening. It's not good. <sighs> so, uh, yes, you don't know how to process what is happening. You're a cinephile. You've never even heard of this film. But my God, it's touching you in a way that a movie never has before. <laughs> in that it's touching you. <laughs> in a stabby kind of way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The people of Hammer Horror, oh, you've maybe young Gary had some of these glamour shots up on his wall, but now one of them is coming to you. You might just need to embrace her. Yeah, I think Gary's just getting up out of his chair and reaching out towards the screen, enraptured. Oh my God. Gross. <laughs> yes, as a foot comes backwards oh! out of the screen and another is deathly pale it is though it is retaining the qualities of its of its black and white cinematic form as it moves backwards out of the screen you are reaching towards it and it bends now back back <laughs> its spine warps backwards oh my god and its hair falls out of its face and you look into its eyes and let's go to our other <laughs> folks <laughs> oh my Jesus. god nice <laughs> that's so scary <laughs> so you've come out of your various uh, changing rooms and you're now dressed in black you're moving although significantly bulkier than the other forms that are wandering around <laughs> and the figure that seemed that approached you at first samantha's like the uh, screening is about to begin, the VIP event of the evening. Uh, I believe Miss Cole has already taken you her seat, if, if you'd be so kind, Mr. Chalamet. Uh, of course, I think we're ready. Uh, I, think, I think we're fine, right, Mr. Chalamet? You're, our, you're, you're ready? Sure, but what, what exactly is it that we're uh, going to be watching? I thought we, we already we've, we've sat through a lot of movies tonight. Um, it's like, yes, indeed, but... But none like this. This is from the, the personal collection of uh, Mr. Foster Aikman himself. Uh, are you familiar not only with his uh, work as a host, uh, an interlocutor of the horrific cinematic art, but also as, a, as an archivist? Well, no. I, I, I kind of just thought that he was like, you know, a popular figure. I thought he was just interested in the limelight. I, I didn't quite realize he was such a um, intellectual. Oh, I assure you, his his dabblings in in popular entertainment were only the uh, the tip of a very deep iceberg that plunged to 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 very precipitous uh, depths. I'm more familiar with the current Baron von Madblood. Yes, yes, that. 
uh, a clownish figure um, that that, our, that we pay no mind to, a purveyor of of foolish um, pedestrian cinema and worse music. <laughs> oh, you mean the 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 spookies? Yes, the goofies. I speak. I speak, madam, of the goofy spookies. Yes. Yeah, I've seen many a concert of theirs. <laughs> yes, horrific artifacts of the camp variety are not our purview. We enjoy art that is uh, considerably more more sincere. They're leading you down a hallway into a dark room that looks like a, as you enter it, again, candlelit. There are candles on sconces mm. on, the, on the walls. This looks like a screening room. And yes, Kendra Cole is seated there. She kind of gives you a little wave and she mouths to you just like, weird, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, the budget. I just, I'm really amazed at the effort that they went into. <laughs> Maybe all of you can make a spot hidden in here. Are we there? We, we were kind of making our way there. You're all being beckoned in that direction, but you can totally have peeled off if you'd prefer. The only thing I potentially would peel off for is uh, Mel's going to be looking for access to the crawl space so he can spray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> After hearing that. So like old structures like this sometimes have trap doors and closets or utility rooms. So anything that looks like that, he would go into. That seems like it might not even be a spot hidden. That might be your art. That's the kind of thing that you'd know. Ooh. Wow, that is your art and that's your craft. I had it as a science, but I'm feeling the art more, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Just like baking uh, is a science and cooking is an art, I think <laughs> pest control can be both. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, exactly a hard success. Wow. There's a staircase going up that the group is passing on their way to this sort of screening room. But you can see there's a small little like door in there on the side of the of the staircase. And you get the sense that that might not just be a closet that, that can probably take you into recesses of this castle, so-called. That's perfect. Somehow he has a headlamp that was, I don't know, in a pocket <laughs> of the costume. Really? Pretty lucky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is an exterminator. So, uh, yeah, he'll sneak in there if it's unlocked and, and put on the headlamp. If you'll allow that. <laughs> Maybe a luck roll is in order. <laughs> yeah, roll luck. See if you can get in there. Actually, actually, I will roll. What is your luck? 55. Okay, I'm, I won't do this on a public one, but I'm going to roll it to see, just to see if anyone notices you and you won't know. Oh, notices. That's fun. You'll get in either way, but if you succeed, no one sees you do it. I see. All right. Trying to read your body language. <laughs> You've got in. Okay. And it is dark and there is like yeah. open creaky stairs going down. And you can see up ahead of you. Yeah, this place is wired for electricity. It looks like there might be in your headlamp. You can see there's like a dangling bulb down there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you want to continue going down? Yeah, I'll make my way over to that and, and turn the light on. Mel actually isn't scared of this kind of stuff. This is what he does every day. Uh, he's a little scared of this particular building, but like this space isn't that uncomfortable. Great. You uh, move into the space and you can see like there's lots of shelves down here. It looks like um, almost like a, the way like a library or a collection is laid out. There's VHS cassettes and there's lots of uh, f lots more film canisters around. Huh. It's like a little warren of them. And you can tell already that some of these have been nibbled by rats. But as you look around, 
I mean, you dress as the Toxic Avenger. You're into camp, bonkers, gore <laughs> cinema. Yeah. But none of these titles are familiar to you. You're just passing films with names like Demdike Then, I'll Run to Thee, Darkness Visible, The Hall, The Dissolved, Screamer, Happy Wedding. <sighs> like, you've never heard of this stuff. Yeah. He's going to try to remember two or three to tell Gary mm. to see if it was interesting to him. <laughs> Great. And as you as you take a, another corner, yeah, you even see and you catch like a little like some insects like skittering into a hole in the in the wall. Yeah. And yeah, there's clearly a problem here. And then you see like a little platform with another case on top of it. I'll walk toward that. I'm also like kind of spraying at the base of the wall as I head over there. As you spray, you just hear like you hear the clicking and chittering of things <laughs> in the walls as they recoil from your poison. <sighs> it's a case about five feet long mm -hmm. with a latch on the side. I should have sprayed this whole house last time. Yeah, I'll open the case. I mean, roaches and things like that I like to hide in, in places, boxes and cases. You creak open the case. And yeah, you see some bugs and things like, like skitter away from two crossed hands, two withered, borderline mummified hands. You're looking at a corpse, Mel. It is dressed in dark, formal attire, patent leather shoes, black <laughs> trousers. It looks like the type of clothes. It's, it's very dandified. In fact, it looks like there's a little cravat at the neck, but the thing is like, like that's where it terminates because this thing don't have no head. Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. And so please make a sanity roll as you see this, this coffin with a headless corpse inside. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, I'll roll that. Oh, I passed by one. Wow. Yeah, 4,950. All right, great. You'd lose one point of sanity. Got it. Yeah, my God. It's a coffin. You're looking at a coffin. They're keeping a dead body in the basement of this place. I think since I did lose a point, I'm just going to instinctively spray the body. <laughs> <laughs> the wand is out. The chemicals are, are being sprayed. You spray the body. Interesting. Uh, yeah, you spray it. And... Um, <laughs> As you do so, you the spray, like you feel it almost like lurch in your hand away from the, from, it's like it's hard to do somehow. Hmm. Now you're becoming more and more aware of this palpable force and sort of presence in this space. I think backing away the way that he came, going back toward the, where the door was. Yeah. You don't just back away. You feel a jolt as you are pushed backwards boom, and you are let's see uh, it, it, like almost like taken off your feet oh let's just see how that strikes you <laughs> it got a hard success <laughs> oh oof you are pushed down okay do i need to make another sanity roll <laughs> i think so <laughs> that feels like a different kind of terror being telepathically pushed by a corpse. Okay, I, pa I passed that one too. Wow. That's one point of sanity loss. Wow. Sure, maybe, maybe that you just tripped on something or not. It, just, it felt just like a, like some, not hands, just like a wall, like struck you. I gotta check the pressure on that sprayer. <laughs> uh, 
kind of like now like crawling, like crab walking back toward the door backwards. I want to keep my eyes on the case, though, as I'm doing that. Yes, you keep your eyes on it and uh, you can see more insects kind of falling out of the the lid as they as they struggle out uh, away from the spray that you put on it. Yeah. The spray that kind of bleached it, the dark clothes that the corpse was wearing. I think oddly the the insects ground him a bit. Maybe that's why he passed his sanity checks. It's like that it feels okay. At least there's bugs everywhere. So he's gonna scooch out of here to the extent that you'll let him. Great, yeah, scooch away. You scooching all the way out. I think I'm gonna take more interest in the shelves. I, I, I kind of want to know what's going on down here. You've got film canisters and tapes. What would you like to do with them? Rip them open, just like opening canisters, looking for anything unusual. So you pop one open. Yeah, why don't you just roll luck? Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Huh, Ooh. Not, 94. Not a fumble, but uh, not a good roll. <laughs> you rip one off the uh, wall. It's a small, old film canister, caked with rust. On the side of it, you can see that the, that the writing on it is in French. It says, Du Ecoche. And uh, you kind of prize it open and... In the light of your headlamp, you can begin to pull up the film and you can't really grasp what you're seeing as you pull it through the light of your headlamp. At first, you're like, oh, my God, is this like a wounded person? It looks like a human form that's been lacerated in some way. As you pull up, the illusion of movement begins to take hold as you as you pull it through the light of your headlamp. And perhaps you can even see it so, sort of like projected on the wall as your headlamp shines through the film, crudely animating the film as you pull it across your, your beam of light. And you realize that it is a flayed body. <gasps> it is a body without skin. Its teeth in a rictus. Its eyes bulge with no lids to contain them. That's not somehow the worst part. It's that like it's humanoid, but it's not human. Oh, no. Make a roll of sanity. <laughs> Maybe I'll fail one of these. Uh, God. But not this one. Not today. <laughs> 29. <laughs> uh, you succeeded the sanity roll? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yet again. Wow. Do I lose one or no? These practical effects are amazing. <laughs> yeah, let's say you lose two for that. Okay. Chip away. <laughs> so you're all right here going fast. And so let's just leave like the, the warping odd yeah. like figure of this flayed body that seems to be almost like looking at you from the stone wall as your beam is shining through the film. Those <laughs> lidless eyes regarding you in a head that is human-esque, but not quite right. <laughs> he lost a little bit of sanity, but he did pass the role. If you'll let me, I want to shove the film into the robe, like an inner pocket. You do so. I want to show Gary. I want to see if this is real because it felt real. I want to see if it's real or if it's effects. Well, I, I hope you, everyone here is comfortably seated. Uh, I, I must confess there are certainly more uh, attendees at tonight's uh, uh, very important persons event than uh, we had originally intended to to play host to. I, I'm sorry. I saw a hand up. Um, I did not. I did not <laughs> wish to, for there to be a Q and A portion of this evening's proceedings until after the screening. But uh, please, uh, where would my manners be if I didn't answer your cues? What do you have? 
I am so sorry. Um, is there a bathroom somewhere around? I think Darlene has clocked that Gary isn't anywhere here. And so I think that she's just a little, she wants to go find him. I just, I, I'm so sorry. I, I have a small bladder. <laughs> I just have to pee if there is a bathroom. Yes. Uh, of course. Could, could you escort Miss, um, what was it? Uh, Officer Zilla reporting for duty. <laughs> hmm. A distinguished keeper of the peace. If you could uh, <laughs> escort her to the toilet, I'd be, I'd be most obliged. And uh, two of those figures kind of like come out of the doorway and are like beckoning you to follow them. Follow. <laughs> and yeah, once again, they're leading you down a hallway. It's like, how is this place this large? You pass a staircase and um, you go up the stairs. Perhaps, uh, Mel, at this moment, you hear steps from up above as you ascend. <laughs> the sprayers pointed under the stairs. <laughs> 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 and you are brought to a restroom. They flank the door. I think she kind of like steps halfway in and then she kind of looks at them and she's like, dudes, are you just going to like stand there and listen to me pee? That is, <laughs> that's really, really weird. <laughs> I can find my way back. They, they sort of look at each other. Yeah. Why don't you make a, a persuade or a fast talk to see how this takes effect? <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Let me just check on. Oh no. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. So, I rolled a 15. Ooh. I'm going to spend some luck to make that an extreme success. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I think you've shamed them with like, you're going to stand there and listen to me pee? <laughs> Dude, that's uh, so weird. They kind of uh, look at each other and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, very well. Just uh, be back down shortly. Uh, the, the show is about to begin. I'll do my best. <laughs> Got a big bladder, though. <laughs> I mean, a small bladder, but a lot of a lot in there, so it might take me a second. They're just kind of like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been in, like, an old church. It feels like that kind of bathroom. It's The, the plumbing looks like very 1930s. This building's very old, but it's, you know, porcelain, mirror, sink. <laughs> I think she's going to turn the water on for a second, but then press her ear up against the door to listen for footsteps down the stairs again. You, you press your ear against the door you hear them if your steps descending and uh what do you do now if i feel like they're away i think i'll just like crack the door a little and peer down the hallway see if the if it's clear as you kind of like listen and kind of take stock your eye catches the mirror for a second and for a second you're like this you look again and it's not but for a second you're like when you looked at the mirror you were looking at the back of your own head <gasps> it was as though the mirror was oriented backwards <laughs> Yes. Whoa. Uh, is it still like that? No. <laughs> <sighs> this place is spooktacular. Okay, um, if I turn away and then look back, is it still me? <laughs> Do I see my back of my head? <laughs> you turn away, you look back, and yes, it's the back of your head. It's so weird. Yeah, that is so weird. Why don't you make a sanity roll? <laughs> yeah, just fucking... <gasps> I failed. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Two points of sanity loss. Okie dokie. Yeah. In the dark room, you, you like, you lift your hand, it lifts its hand. And it, oddly, you see the back of your hand when you do that. It's like as though you're looking not at a mirror, but a screen showing a, a point of view of a camera set up behind you. So weird. 
uh, if I reach out to kind of like see if it's actually a mirror versus like, I don't know, something strange. Do I see my hand go up as I kind of like start to reach out for it? As your, your hand goes up, yes, it reaches forward. As you do that, you kind of like try to get a vantage point because you realize you'd be looking into the mirror. And as you do that, you can see like the the infinity effect, a cascade of Darla Edwards <laughs> telescoping off into infinity over your own shoulder. Off in the distance, like the the furthest one you can perceive, you see the head like whip around, screaming. And, and all of them, domino effect, are like... Like coming towards you, <laughs> and as you kind of like fall backwards from that, and then it's just your face again. <sighs> I'll go ahead and roll sanity for that for that nonsense, which I did fail again. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> That's three points of sanity. Okay. Yeah, I think she'll skedaddle out of the thing after that. Yes, as you depart, and uh, where are you headed? Do you think? What are you looking for? I think now she's a little freaked out. And so she's just looking for a friendly face. Um, so she knows everyone's probably downstairs. But as she's going, she's just kind of like loud whispering, Gary, Mel, Gary, Mel, where the fuck are you guys? <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> All right, Gary, make a power roll. Mm. Ooh, that's a hard success. Nice. You're seated in a very nice jacket at a very nice table in an odd sort of space. Your teacup is being emptied as you pour it backwards into the kettle. <laughs> Your daughter is there playing ball off in the corner. The ball is going into her hand. She smiles sweetly at you. Your wife is right there across from you and she speaks to you in, in Russian, which you totally understand. And you look to your left, and you're aware of a hole in space where you can see yourself looking at you and looking into the eyes of her, looking into her eyes. And if you don't get out of here soon, you're going to be stuck here. Mm -hmm. So yes, why don't you make an athletics roll? <laughs> Gary's tough, right? Um, sorry, when you say athletics? Something to clear that gap. Yeah, jump. Jump, I love. Great. Well, actually, actually, I don't know whether you'll buy this, but I think before doing that, seeing this figure leaning over and looking into my eyes in the chair, I'm going to try to distract it, first of all. So what I'm going to do is snatch my daughter's ball away from her and throw it at the back of the figure's head. Great. It's tilted all the way over. You can, like, you snatch it. Yeah. Give us a roll to accomplish that. Would that be throw? Yeah. I rolled 31 against 20. I don't have much luck, but I am going to spend 11 luck on this. I want to succeed. <laughs> yeah. You grab the ball from your daughter. Something in you realizes you're only able to do this through the, your powerful force of will. Perhaps your mm. cinephilia is like, <laughs> in a way, some sort of like superpower in this. Like you, you're not playing by the logic of reality anymore, but by the dream logic of cinema. And like, it's not like you walk over to your daughter, you suddenly cut to your daughter and take the ball out of her hand. She starts mm -hmm. to cry, daddy, as you whip the ball oh, freak. out <laughs> through this hole in space. It strikes her. 
And at that moment, your perspective snaps back Ooh. to yourself standing in the room as she sort of unfolds in front of you. She's no longer looking Ooh. at you, but you're aware that you are now in this locked room with her as she moves backwards towards you again. But your consciousness is now fully settled back into this veil of reality. The film continues to... As you can see your daughter like crying and, and, and screaming with the ball out of her hands, the ball rolls against the wall in this room. Uh, oh my God. What do you do? <laughs> oh, is the projector a freestanding thing or is it built into the wall? It's uh, freestanding. It's just there. So yeah, I'm going to whip my cape off and just throw it over the projector. Great. I think you don't think you even need a roll for that. You throw your cape over the projector. It's, it is like, you can hear it struggling against the material. The light in it kind of like judders and fades. And as it does that, all the light in this room goes away because that was the only source. <laughs> and you're quiet. And then you can just hear a shuffle. <laughs> And there's something still in this room with you. And um, let's go back to the screening room. Oh Seems our, our friend has a large bladder indeed. But I would not wish to uh, um, keep you from the night's entertainment. As you say, you've already seen so much. Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Chalamet has a very tight schedule, and uh, I'm sure he has things in the morning tomorrow that he needs to take care of. So I, I, I know I'm just security detail, but I, but I just want to make sure that his his uh, he, you know he's emotionally and physically uh, safe as well as um, healthy. Healthy, uh, yes, um, and he is he is the picture of health, as are you all. So let us uh, let us have this screening so that we. We may all benefit from uh, Miss Chalamet's health. And uh, he kind of nods. There is a little booth in this room. This is a more kind of like structured screening room. And you can't quite see in, but suddenly light passes through and onto the screen. And there's another movie being projected here. And you can sort of hear it crackling. The quality of this light is strange, Samantha. It seems like filtrated somehow. It, it is like yellow and febrile there's something off about it as the your interlocutor this unnamed robed figure who's invited you here mr aikman has a very extensive collection uh, very many very many pieces throughout all of human history we we, we the the artisan and the storyteller uh, make objects of communication, not only to his fellow man, but to, but to spheres beyond. These are artifacts of, of particular power. Please, please enjoy. And then you, you see on the screen a title card, and it just says, Death May Also Die. Huh. <laughs> and then it fades away into a... Again, this is a black and white bit of cinema. You seem to do hear a soundtrack. It just sounds like a heartbeat. And you're looking out over like a desert expanse, maybe? And across the desert expanse, there is a tall figure walking. And then it like jump cuts a little bit closer. They're coming much closer. The moon seems to rise in the, in the background. 
This figure comes closer, ever closer, and it is a tall, darkly complexioned man. Very thin, with a sort of imperious aspect. Where is this shot? Is this shot in like Egypt or the Middle East or something? It, it, it just is like a barren desert. It's like you can barely even imagine how this was accomplished. And then like there's a very piercing gaze in this in this person who just walks up to the camera and um, extends hands and his mouth opens and continues to open and continues to open. It's as though the jaw unhinges, revealing more mouth, like a second uh. mouth. And you're suddenly finding yourself hypnotized by a, a fractalizing jaw that just seems to go on <laughs> forever. And uh, why don't you roll power yourself? Okay. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, God. Um, I rolled a 65, which is five over my power. And I'm going to spend that luck. I'm going to spend that luck to pass. Okay, great. Then, yes, you pass. You feel yourself kind of being given up to this thing, falling into it. And you can kind of catch yourself with that feat of power and pull yourself Ooh. back. Wow, the power of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> the power of cinema, indeed. And you take to harm. Oh. And this is not physical harm. This is psychic oh. harm. As you feel your very vital essence leached from your body. <gasps> by what you are seeing. If you look to your left, Charlie Chalamet is sitting there slack-jawed, his eyes completely glazed. Charlie? Kendra Cole is likewise, like, slumped forward, mouth agape. The dark-robed figures are turned away from the screen, and you can hear they're, they're just kind of muttering to themselves. Uh, Charlie, you okay? Man, he really does love his movies. <laughs> Gets involved. I, I think I'm going to shake him, <laughs> shake his shoulder, though. As you shake him, a streak of gray appears in his hair. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I, I know that actors are often much, much older than they look, but I, I didn't see that before. Uh, Charlie, snap out of it, buddy. It's just a movie. And you hear, like, just, with the power of us, he will live again. The sigilism of the ancients comes again. With the power of this, he will live again. To take the youth of the unworthy, to give to the ascended master. The ancient Mahatmas of old give their energy to him, so that he may walk again to guide us once more. That the Gimgul's come back, cycle once again. In strange eons, even death may die. You can see that, like, Kendra Cole's hair is turning white. It's as though you're watching a Charlie Chalamet age a year every second. Ch Charlie! Charlie, snap out of it! Uh, Charlie? I'm gonna keep shaking him and trying to wake him up. He is the object of her desire, so she almost doesn't care about anything else other than, like, waking him up. Uh, uh, what? And he kind of falls out of his chair in a heap onto the floor of the screening room. It's like, what? What? S Char Charlie, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Chalamet, sorry. Uh, are you okay? 
You seem like you have like some sort of... Do you have epilepsy or something? <laughs> they should have asked about that before. You know, when I go to Bush Gardens and when I go to Universal Studios Orlando, they usually say, like, epileptics should not watch these shows because there will be, uh, you know, strobe lights. And this is this is sort of unconscionable. It's, it's irresponsible. Charlie, are you all right? <laughs> something wet is on your hand. Charlie? What is this? As you look over, there's like a, there's a puddle forming on the floor. Ah. And it's in the direction of like where Kendra Cole was seated. And as you look over there, you can see that not only is she aged, she is melting. (laughs) Oh! There is a pool of effluvia forming under her. Her clothes are collapsing in on themselves as she deflates and decomposes rapidly, her eyes still transfixed on the screen. Oh my god! Jesus! And uh, please make a sanity roll. (laughs) Yeah! Let's do it. Okay. Oh my goodness gracious. Effluvia. Such a pretty word for such a gross thing. (laughs) Ooh! That, I passed. Great. Uh, you take two points of sanity loss for Oof. seeing a person dissolve in front of you. Yeah, that's, that's still pretty bad. <laughs> Charlie Shalmy just whispered, You've got to protect me, officer. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. As the sound of this heartbeat on the soundtrack just grows louder, as you hear all of them, their muttering is obviously a chant. In strange eons, even death may die. In strange eons, even death may die. And back in the basement, as you move backwards, this film of this flayed entity being packed into your garments, you suddenly hear a And your light like is thrown onto the opposite wall and you hear a crash (laughs) as the case shatters to the ground. And you are now uh, hearing more sounds as skitters on the floor, a dragging, a... uh, (laughs) A sound of forced and labored respiration. What do you do? Run. Uh, go as fast as I can away from that, uh, back toward the door. But I think as you do, you can't help it because the beam of your light catches it as you swing around and you see the crumpled body that was in that makeshift coffin. It's emaciated and desiccated fingers growing a little bit more lively as a... A fluid is pouring out of the neck aperture, (laughs) seeming to swell and bulge. And for a moment, you get the sense that this thing is like the neck is in a way giving birth to a head right in front of you (laughs) as it is like reconstituting itself on the floor of this basement as you make a run up the stairs. (sighs) I'll roll sand again, if you'd like. Uh... Yeah, I was going to say, wow. <laughs> he has a second where he wonders, like, is that Fipronil coming out of the... Oh, and then he realizes what he's seeing is disgusting. You got to fail one of these eventually. I didn't fail. I rolled a 35. It's terrible. That, he's the sanest of us all. <laughs> oh. Seriously. 
Come on. Is that a freebie or do I have any cost? So that's a freebie for you. Okay. You've seen a lot of disturbing things in your line of work. That's true. I saw a headless <laughs> raccoon once that was still walking somehow. <laughs> oh my God. You charge up the stairs and you can burst out of that door unob- unobstructed. Great. Because uh, it seems as though no one saw you go in. <gasps> Ooh, nice. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, and you're now back in that hallway. Is Darlene there? <laughs> Darlene, I think, is moving around going, Gary, Gary. Hmm. Is there any chance that she might hear Gary's, I think, inevitable shrieks of terror? <laughs> yes, I think so. You hear a shriek of a familiar shriek in the voice of Gary coming down a hallway behind a door as you rush up to it. Is this upstairs or is this downstairs? This is downstairs. I think you've come all the way down. Yeah, so just like like hustling down the stairs and kind of rounding a corner. And was Mel under the stairs? Uh, Mel was under the stairs, yeah. Do I see a tail like around the corner? <laughs> You see a robed figure go by as you emerge uh, with a tail. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll chase after. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you and good luck out there.